And anytime I tried to say something, he would interrupt me and say, go, go, leave, go home now. I have no words for it. I have no explanation. I don't know who that guy was. I don't know where he came from or where he went, but he saved my life. From HV Studio, this is Unnerved. Welcome back to the Unnerved Podcast. It's where normal people share their abnormal stories, and if you enjoy true stories of the strange and terrifying, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Chris Fricke. There are moments when people come into our lives for a short amount of time, for a purpose. These small interactions can change our lives forever perhaps without us even realizing it. In today's story, Chris shares about an encounter he had with a stranger who not only terrified him, but also saved his life. The question he has wondered ever since is whether the stranger was human or something else entirely. This is his story. Hi, my name is Chris Fortin. I was born and raised in Rhode Island. This story occurred when I was a teenager in 1998 in Providence. Me and my parents, a lot of times we would argue about like stupid things. I was at the age actually where I was kind of rebelling a little bit. Once I started working my first job at McDonald's, the group of friends I hung out with was kind of a bad crowd, you should say. So I started picking up bad habits like talking back to my parents and just kind of leaving and doing whatever I wanted to do. There was a bus stop on Branch Avenue. It was kind of one of those bus stops that have like a like a, a little roof on it. It's like a long bench. It's like a little, uh, almost like a little placement away from the rain, like a little shelter. I used to go there with my friends sometimes, and we used to hang out there because it was kind of like our little hangout thing. We, we would drink and do other stupid things there, but that was like our hangout. And there's been a couple of times I've run away from home and stuff, and you know I would usually go there or go around the area, but I usually wouldn't go far. This one particular night, it was late, it was probably around like between eight and nine o'clock at night. And I was sick and tired of my parents always asking me this. It was constant. I'd be trying to like talk to my friends on the phone to play video games. And they would just be like, can you take the trash out? Can you do the dishes? They'd be always asking me to do stuff. So I got fed up with it one night and I was like, you know what? If I asked me if I could just take out the trash, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I, I lost it. I kind of said some things I shouldn't have said to them. I got up, I walked out. And I slammed the door and I said, I'm leaving and I'm not coming back. I think in their head they knew because I've, I've kind of like said things like that before, but usually it wasn't this late. It was usually around during the day. So they were like, okay, he'll be back. I always took a spare key just in case, like if I did decide to come back, I didn't want them knowing I did. I wanted them to like think about it and like, you know, see if they even gave a crap. So I left. I went down towards the bus stop that was there. But I walked past it because I'm like, well, no, if I stay here, they're going to they're gonna assume I'm here. They're going to drive by or something if they're trying to look for me. So I'm going to hide so that they, they don't see me, just in case they come looking for me. There was this little bridge. It's like an overpass bridge a little bit further down the street. So I was like, you know what? If I go up in that corner and, and like hide up in there, they'll never see me. So that way I can see them if they drive by. So I'll know if they actually came looking for me or not. They won't be able to see me. So I was like, all right, that's perfect. 
I went up there, I sat down, and it's probably around 9.30ish. So I'm just kind of sitting there. I got, I brought my Walkman with me. I'm just listening to music, just letting time go by. I'm just kind of waiting and waiting, and I don't see anything. Now, I'm a very stubborn person. Like, if I'm trying to prove a point, I'm not going to give in. So I'm like, no, I'm going to wait until I see them walk by so I can throw in their face that they don't care about me. I sat there. I waited. Nothing. A couple hours went by. Still nothing. At some point, I started getting tired because the songs I was listening to were kind of like slower and I started like kind of drifting off to sleep a little bit. I just kind of knocked out. All of a sudden, I don't know what caused me to wake up. I don't know if it was a semi that walked by. It was some kind of noise that kind of startled me a little bit. I kind of opened my eyes and it was like pitch black outside. I didn't know what time it was or anything. I'm like, wow, it's it's dark. It's been all this time. I didn't hear any ambulance or, or cops or anything driving by. So I assumed they didn't even call anybody. They didn't come looking for me, nothing. So I was kind of aggravated. So I was like, all right, you know what? It's too dark over here. Not that I was afraid of the dark, but that kind of area, like to be alone in the corner of a thing, at, like when it's that dark outside, probably not safe. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go to the, the bus shelter that I we always go to. At least it's a little brighter over there, so I don't have to worry about getting attacked or anything. So I start walking down towards the bus stop. It looks like there's a, a person sitting on the bench. Now, at this moment, I'm thinking it's probably like 5 in the morning because 5 a.m. it's still pretty dark. The bus starts running at 5. So I figured, okay, whoever that person is, they're probably just waiting for the bus. And as I'm getting closer, I start seeing it's like, a, it's like an older guy. He has on this weird, like like a suit almost like he's dressed up to go to somewhere like a uh, like a funeral or like a, a wedding it's, it's I just never seen someone around that area dressed like that so it was kind of weird to me I didn't get the vibes like to be afraid of him for some reason like he didn't give me those negative vibes at all like I didn't feel threatened by him at all so I figured okay it's safe so I could just sit down next to him turned my way and smirked and like nodded his head he said how are you son and I was like, oh, guy, I really didn't feel like talking, but I was like, oh, I'm okay. He's like, oh, what? why are you here? The way he was talking, his voice was very, like, polite and sweet and genuine, he was being, which is, I'm not used to. So I just told him what happened with my parents, and midway through one of my sentences, he, he, like, cut me off, and he said, you need to go home. I, I kind of was taken back, literally, like, interrupted and kind of yelled at me. That was a total shift, how he was just acting, and he kind of got angry. He said, your parents love you, you need to go home now. And I said, well, I, I, I'm not going to just go home because now that's me giving in, and they win, and I lose. If I could show his face the way he looked, I actually was terrified. This guy that I fully had like full trust in and, and he seemed like no bother to me. He was a very gentle person. His face, when he looked at me, I was genuinely scared. I don't think I've ever been that scared. And I didn't know why he was yelling at me. 
but he was trying to rush me, like to tell me to leave. And anytime I tried to say something, he would interrupt me and say, go, go, leave, go home now. I, I don't feel like dealing with this guy right now, but it, it was scaring me. So I got up and I started walking back to my parents' house. I'm like, I can't believe I'm about to do this. And I said, let me see what time it is. Maybe my dad's getting ready for work so I can just kind of wait for him to leave. And I looked at my watch and it was 1 a.m. That was the first time I looked at the time. I thought he was there for the bus and it was 1 a.m. And I turned around and the guy was completely gone. He wasn't at the bus stop and there's a huge opening behind it that you can see the entire parking lot so it's not like he could have snuck around like a building or anything completely gone and make a sound nothing he wasn't anywhere so i got really freaked out at that point so i started going back to my house on the right side of my parents has this duplex there's an extra door because they were renovating it and i had the key to that side so i figured well, at least I can go in through this way and they won't even know I'm home. That way I can listen through the stairs and see if they're saying anything or if they're even awake right now. I unlocked the door quietly. I went inside and just in case anyone were to go over to that side, I put a bunch of clothes and like garbage bags that were in, on the floor. I kind of covered myself with them and laid on the floor. That way, for some reason went through there, they wouldn't see me. So I'm waiting. And I'm listening, I'm, I'm wicked freaked out about that, that guy. And all of a sudden I hear, like right when I got there, I hear all these sirens going by. And I was like, oh, so maybe they did call the cops. Maybe they did go, maybe they, they are looking for me. That's what I thought at first when I heard all these sirens going by. So I'm like, okay. So I felt a little better that maybe they are worried about me. I was able to actually go to sleep, figuring, okay, well, when I wake up in the morning, then they'll have learned their lesson then, and realize like that the cops couldn't find me so i wake up and i hear my mother crying where i was was downstairs and they were upstairs you kind of hear through the floor suddenly she was on the phone talking to somebody and she was crying but i couldn't make out what she was saying so i was like oh okay so she's crying she thinks i ran away that's why she's crying right now. So I figured I'll go up and I'll basically not laugh at her, but basically like, oh, that's what happens and, and try to, you know, teach her a lesson. I go upstairs and she looks at me right away. She drops the phone and she just hugs me and starts squeezing me. I mean, my parents are very loving, but they were not, not like that. I'm not used to that. So I was kind of like, whoa, that's, I was not expecting that. She grabs my face and she looks at my eyes and she says, I thought you were dead. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? And I kind of felt stupid after that. I felt bad, actually, for putting her through that. And I said, no, 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 I'm right here. She goes, no, you don't understand. Right down the street, that place that you guys hang out, that, that bus stop down there. Last night, around 2 a.m., there was a car accident. A drunk driver smashed into that bus shelter and destroyed the whole thing. And when she told me when it happened, I'm literally like replaying the time in my head. I'm like, two o'clock. And I looked at my, my watch and it was 
And I had no intentions of leaving that bus stop. I was literally going to spend the night there, wait for the morning to come, and then take a bus. That guy that kept telling me to leave, if he was not there and he didn't say that to me, I would have been sitting there with my headphones on, probably fell asleep again, and I would have been dead. It's crazy reliving this right now. I'm like, my heart's beating super fast. I, ever since that day, like, I, I, when I replay it like this in my head, it's, it, I have no words for it. I have no explanation. I don't know who that guy was. I don't know where he came from or where he went, but he saved my life. And the bus route started back up at five, right? When did it stop at night? Uh, the last bus is usually around, I say like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So it wouldn't make sense for anyone to be at the bus stop unless they were like homeless or like whatever, someone well-dressed mm-hmm. like him who, you know, proper just sitting there in the middle of the night. That's very peculiar. When you left the man on the bench, mm-hmm. how far away would you say you were before turning back and seeing that he wasn't there anymore? Within like 10 seconds, not even 10 seconds, because as I started walking away, I, I just kind of looked right at my watch to see, oh, well, should I go back or should I wait for my father to go to work? Because I thought it was around five. He usually leaves around that time. So I'm looking like, uh, and I, and I right when I pulled out and I saw, I saw the time, that's when I got so thrown off. And I was like, wait a second, wait. And everything started running through my head. And that's why I turned around like, wait, why is he here at the bus stop? And he, there was nothing. You would have heard him run away. Like, it's all concrete. You would have heard him get away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's a huge empty parking lot behind the bus stop. There's no, like, walls or anything. So he would have had to literally, like, sprint, like, as fast as he could. And he was an old old man. There's no way he would have been able to run. Do you know if there was anyone harmed at the bus stop? No, there actually wasn't. Okay, good. There ended up being not anybody there. It was just, I mean, even the drunk driver actually survived, too. Yeah, it was totaled. It was because I actually saw it the next day when I walked over. It was just like you couldn't even recognize it. as the whole top was smashed down. All the, the poles and everything were twisted. It was it was terrible. Glass all over the ground. People have asked me in the past before, how did my mother know about that? And why would she assume that I was dead? Like, how would she know about that? Well, my neighbor got up for work. He worked like first shift, but super early. So he actually heard it from the night before. Like, he heard the bang of the accident, and I guess he was already up. He walked down. It's not far from the house, so we kind of walked down and asked what was going on. He found out, and when my father got up in the morning for work, they kind of left around the same time. He told my father what happened, and then my father told my mother, so that's why she was aware of the car hitting that bus shelter. So the first thing she thought of is, what if he was there? Over the years, I'm sure you've obviously thought about this a lot over and over and over. Mm -hmm. At this point in your life, who do you think he was or what do you think he was? Originally, my mother is very religious and my father's not. So I've kind of grown up with kind of both sides of things. I've always believed in spirits and, and um, like supernatural stuff just from like TV when I was younger. But I always felt stupid like that, that just sounds dumb. Like if I say that to people, they're not going to believe me. So I've held the story in for so many years because of that reason. I didn't want people to be like, oh, that's not that's not possible. Blah blah. That's stupid. There's no that's no such thing. But I I believe it was some some kind of spirit. Just the way he changed and and his the look in his face, like it's so hard to explain. It was it changed 
like physically changed from one thing to like like he was making sure that I got away from there no matter what no matter what I said it's almost like he knew the timing of when when that was going to happen and he was making sure 100% no matter what I said I was leaving that bus stop my go to personally and it's just my opinion I mean my go to is you know like a guardian angel yep it, it feels like a very angel kind of situation yeah absolutely if that's what it is who knows but I mean the fact that he was there befriended you listened to you and then just like a switch just snapped and told you to yeah. go home yeah because the first impression was so he was so gentle so nice like I people around that area are not like that that's why like it was it was very weird hearing such a nice kind person like the way he talked was very nice but then like you just said the way he switched it was the it was like the, like a, a timing thing like he just instantly switched and started telling me to just to go to leave 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 like he knew what was going to happen As wild as this story is, the main question I keep asking myself is who or what did Chris encounter that night? Did he talk with a man with multiple personality disorder that also happened to have an invisibility cloak? Was it a spiritual being or something from the paranormal realm? Throughout history, many creatures from mythology have been known to shapeshift into something that has the appearance of a human. Depending on the legend, the creature can cause harm or help those in need. Movies like Angels in the Outfield and Legion have entertained audiences with the idea of angels walking among us, assisting and protecting us. But does this narrative only belong in Hollywood fantasy? The Bible details interactions between humans and angels sent by God on a mission on earth, like the angel Gabriel sent to tell Mary and Joseph about Jesus. Was it an angel that Chris met that night, or something else? Whatever or whoever it was, one thing is certain. Chris's life was spared because of the man on the bench who vanished into thin air. Thanks again for listening to Unnerved. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a review wherever you get your podcast. And if you guys want to see photos related to each episode, be sure to follow us over on Instagram at Unnerved Podcast. There you'll be able to see photos of the bus stop location and also a photo of Chris from around that time. Until next time, take care. <laughs>